Hello everyone, welcome to the Cost Reflect. I am your host, Ian O'Brien. It is 9.56 p.m. right now, and it's freezing here in Ohio, but I am in my basement. I am pretty good. I'm in my work part of the basement, actually. Nice desk and everything, and we got some NASCAR news today on the Cost Reflect. Some little and some pretty big here, but we're going to go uh, dive right into it, actually. So let's first start out with some pretty historical news, as you say, but it's the Nemechek's. John Hunter and his father, Joe Nemechek, will be making their first, I mean, not first, but the, will be making NASCAR history at ISM Raceway this weekend. And in the article from NASCAR.com, in fact, says, for the first time in NASCAR history, a father-son duo will race in all three of the National Series in one weekend. And this is pretty big. Now, Joe Nemechek has not been the big racer. He's been racing for 31 years. He has not been, how do I say, the best race car driver race car driver he's been okay you know he's won four races in the cup he does have a um xfinity series champion back in i think it was 1992 uh i think he has maybe some wins in the truck in the truck as well i do have to check on that but i think he has a few wins in the truck but this is pretty big especially john hunter Nemechek is one of the new towns coming up here in nascar now one thing is about john hunter is that he hasn't won since i think it was um last year hasn't won since last year in the trucks or in the Xfinity series of course last year he ran part-time in the Xfinity series and he ended up um getting one win that one win was in fact at Kansas in the uh, Kansas Lottery uh, 200 actually it was and he also has one pull in 28 top 10s but you know so but besides that he's uh you know not doing quite bad this is basically his first full-time season now or should I say, uh, well, second full-time season, I should probably actually repeat that, <laughs> kind of, because, you know, I was talking kind of um, weird there for a second, but, yeah, this is a full-time season with uh, GMS Racing and the number 23 uh, Chevrolet Camaro. And, as you know, he's ninth in points right now. He's not going to compete for the championship, but he's still a young talent. And next year, you better beware his talents because he is really, really good, and I think he's going to be a big star in the upcoming years, and then, especially now since he's in a cup ride, and, you know, he's getting cup experience, you know, uh, of course, the reason why is because due to Matt Tiff's uh, seizure, medical illness, is what sidelined uh, the rookie for his uh, remaining 2019 season, which means you get another rookie in John Hunter Nemechek, who finished uh, 21st, it was at Texas, and the Ford Mustang for Front Row Motorsports, which is, again, a pretty big accomplishment, especially nearly getting a top 20 in your first start. Think about that. You're just coming into this thing, okay? It's your first start. You know, you're with an underfunded team, but you're trying to at least do something, trying to get your feet wet, maybe. And you go with the finish point first. That's not a bad finish for, especially in the 36 car. Especially in a front row car, like 36, which by the way, you know, remember, took some chassis from, it was, you know, BK Racing and all that. That is not a bad finish whatsoever. Nothing gets Matt Tiff. You know, Matt Tiff, I have his autograph. Met him at Michigan. Nice, nicest guy. And I hope he gets better. But the thi- but this right now is raising eyes for John Hunter Nemechek because in the next year or so, you're going to have Cup Scouts. You're going to have the owners looking at this kid and seeing what he can do. And with the Chevrolets right now, it may look like, you know, maybe he could be one to replace, you know, Jimmy Johnson at Hendrick Motorsports. Maybe he could replace Kurt Busch at Chip Ganassi Racing in the next few years. 
Who knows? Maybe it goes to a Ford. Maybe it goes to Stuart Haas Racing, replaces uh, Clint Boyer. Even though I don't think that's probably going to happen. That's you know, that's all for uh, Chase. What's that's all for Chase Briscoe and Cole Custer to take those rides right there. But what I'm basically saying is that Cup Scouts are going, uh, Cup owners are going to be looking at this kid and say, "Wow, he's amazing." You know, not even like the Xfinity series. You know, like part of the ownership. I'm talking about like all the other Cup guys. They're going to promote him. And he's going to probably run good. And that's what they do with drivers. And I know most of the time now, especially with some families, it may be because money, you know, depending on how much money they have, they'll be promoted. But it's like working hard is what it comes down to. You know, when Jeff Gordon, he only had, Jeff Gordon only had like three Xfinity Series wins when it was called the Bush National Grand Series. Or Bush Grand National Series, I should say. But Rick Hendrick looked at him and knew they had talent. And then look what happened to Jeff Gordon. Became a four-time champion and is third on the all-time win list with, uh, I think it's 93 wins. Now, John Hunter hasn't won since last season, as I said, but he can make a big impact. It's, he's only starting out, only getting his feet wet, still in the Xfinity Series, and already has a one in there, has six wins in the trucks. I know he hasn't won it was since, um, since uh, you know, 2018 at Martinsville as well, but... I know it's been over a year, but I do believe that John Hunter Nemechek is going to win a lot more races in the Xfinity Series next year. He may win this week. He may win both in the trucks and the Xfinity Series this week, depending on what happens. This is, in fact, pretty big, big as well because they said um, the last time a father and son raced together in NASCAR's premier series was 2005 with uh, Bobby Hamilton and Bobby Hamilton Jr., uh, Bobby Hamilton, unfortunately, did pass away in 2007, I think it was, or somewhere around that. Um, Bobby Hamilton, both placed 30th and 39th, respect, respectively, at Atlanta Motor Speedway. Um, by far, though, the best pair that's really ever done it racing with each other has been the Allisons. Um, Bobby and Davey Allison in 1988 Daytona 500, as we all know, uh, or Lee Petty and the King, his son Richard Petty, at Lakewood Speedway and Heidelberg Speedway in 1959 and 1960. I mean, those are without a bunch of family ties there in NASCAR. And that's what made NASCAR really what it is today, the families. Just like that. I mean, especially then the Earnhardts, you know, when Earnhardt and Earnhardt Jr. raced against each other, Senior, Jr. You know, remember Dale Jr. won, it was Texas 2000. Um, you know, senior shoves a reporter out of the way. They get to his son, congratulate him. I mean, you moments like that is what makes NASCAR what it is today. And I just think this is going to be a lot of history here. Now, with this going on, they did say Hunter will be in this in the thirty six car again. Of course, Joe Nemechek drove in the um fifteen for Premium Motorsports as a substitute last weekend. He will now, in fact, be in the uh, 27 car this week, which is, um, again, big news. I shouldn't say really big news, but uh, it's, it's been, it's good. It's good for the sport. I like seeing this family stuff back in the sport. All right. On to, from little news to big news, Roger Penske has been in the news. And I'm not talking about just NASCAR news. I'm talking about the USA Today New York Times, all that stuff. I mean, he has been everywhere. For a good reason. Roger Penske did not only buy IS, 
Um, he not, not only by um, Indianapolis Motor Speedway, IMS, he also bought IndyCar. Yeah, Roger Penske, an IndyCar owner, bought IndyCar. I mean, woof, Penske, where, Roger, what are you doing here, man? I mean, making some big bucks, I can tell you that right now. I mean, the stocks for this must be up on the roof right now if you're buying IMS or something like that. It, it may be through the roof at this point. But this is a great idea. This is a great idea. Now, Roger Penske's up there in age, of course. We don't know how long he'll still be an owner for. But this is, I think, a great idea by Roger Penske to buy IMS and IndyCar. People have been saying right now that IndyCar has been not as it used to be. And that's the same with NASCAR. Not as it used to be. But this is to make it better. IndyCar is going to be so much better with Roger Penske taking over. They might repave Indiana, the motor speedway. They might make the racing 100 times better. Not only for, Indy, for IndyCar, but for NASCAR in general, too. Indianapolis has not been good to NASCAR in the last few years. Attendance has dropped. Ratings for the races have dropped. But with Roger Penske, and, you know, before that, they were actually even considering maybe taking it off the schedule altogether. But Roger Penske basically came in, it seems like it said, not so fast. I want to take this, and I want an opportunity to see what I can change here. And the quote from the USA Today by the author, um, and this is by actually Bob Pockras, who is a Fox NASCAR on Fox analyst and a reporter as well, spoke with Roger Penske and basically and this was a um, quote actually here by, I think it was Tony, yeah, it was by Tony Stewart, who, of course, was an IndyCar, former IndyCar champ, and, of course, a three-time NASCAR champion. Tony Stewart said the sale caught everyone off guard, but I don't think it was a situation where anyone felt like it was a move backwards. And that's, this does not look like a move backwards. First of all, Roger Penske also has had racetracks before. He knows his way around all motorsports. He has, I mean, well, he has sports cars. He, he, you know, he has, like, sports cars teams. He owns that. Of course, IndyCar he has. You know, NASCAR. Roger Penske really has everything. Now, what can happen here? What can Roger Penske change here at Indianapolis? One thing I said before, the pavement. Okay? The Brickyard... 400 has not has been horrible the last few years. I'm sorry, it, the racing there has not been what it has been the last few years. This year was kind of exciting, but the years beforehand have not been. They have not been well. And I think it started, real, the downfall really started probably, I want to say, like 2011, 2012. You know, there were some good races, of course, you know, 2013 was a, was a pretty good race, and of course, uh, 2014 where Gordon won by a Gordon fan, so I may be biased there. Uh, those were some good races, but I've, it seems like it fell afterwards. I don't know what was the whole fall for it. I don't know if it was just because uh, it just you know cost more money now to get there, or I just don't know if the racing got bad. I don't know, because now you look at the stands in Indianapolis, there's like probably, I don't know how many people. There, there's still, you know, there's a decent amount. Like, you know, there's still thousands, but it's like, it's not a full track. You know, when I went to Michigan this year, you saw a bunch of people in the grandstands. I mean, that thing was nearly sold out. 
Indianapolis, when I was watching on TV, there was, like, no one on some of that in, like, the grandstand. There was, like, no one, it seemed like, in the grandstands. That's the biggest change here. That is really the biggest change I think Roger Penske can do. He can maybe bring back those fans in some sort of way to uh, Indianapolis, Mars Speedway. Not for just NASCAR, but for IndyCar. Now, one thing is, of course, Penske does, in fact, have an IndyCar team. So, how this actually works is honestly kind of confusing. <laughs> you know, he has Will Powell. He has Simon, Simon Paginot. And he has a uh, Joseph Newgarden. Yeah, Joseph Newgarden. So he really has a bunch on his plate. But if he's going to cover it, then hey, kudos to him. Kudos to Roger Penske. Because he probably just made the biggest buy of a century. And he's, and his stock is up. His stock's way up here. Okay, before it was already way up, but it might have been like midway up. Now, it's probably through the roofs. Like, it's probably bigger than my house. I would say even bigger than probably a, like, surgeon's house that makes, like, you know, 200000 or something like that in Florida. Like, it, it goes through the roof. I mean, it's unreal what he did. There's also some other quotes here uh, that, or through this article by Pop, by a Bob Pop. Pockers that uh, said that NASCAR has also provided more key business-to-business opportunities, which is maybe what this went by, and, you know, and this, especially with Shell and Pennzoil, which after Logano's winning of the championship last season, uh, gas and oil fleets of 244,000 trucks, and they, he also used uh, fleet experiments with products, Penske's accounting glows over maybe the biggest of all corporate Incorporated um, discounts. And then it also says at 82 years old, is it is hard to determine how long Pesky spareheads this new acquisition. Purchasing the Speedway and IndyCart cements his legacy and in turn gives something new, something his sons can build and grow to define their roles in motorsports history. So it seems like when Roger decides to step down, his son will pro- will probably take over the business. His family will take over the business, and the legacy will continue on. That's probably what's going to be happening here. So I don't expect maybe Roger Penske, especially because you know he's eighty-two years old. You know he the next you know eight years he's going to be ninety years old. I don't expect them to really be in this situation for a long period of time. It's going to be a few years. Then he's going to retire probably, and then he's going to get um maybe his family members to take over the business after that. But that's why things really going to be happening here. It was big news. I don't think anyone really saw a cup, you know, someone who's already a cup series owner and an IndyCar owner to, um, and even, you know, an IMSA owner as well and sports cars to get basically Indianapolis. You know, the Brickyard has been a big key in NASCAR. It's been history. I mean, it started in 94 when Jeff Gordon won. And then, of course, you know, Dale Sr. And then, as you see now, there, you know, Tony Stewart won the Brickyard. 
Gordon won the Brickyard again. Um, Jimmy Johnson won the Brickyard. You know, Ryan Newman won the Brickyard. Paul Menard won the Brickyard in his hometown, 2011. There's been a lot of history here in the Brickyard. So I think this is the best idea. When you're trying to save something like this, this is what had to happen. This was the key. They had to get someone in there to save Indianapolis Motor Speedway, and Roger Penske is the one that basically just saved it from being eliminated, from being X'd out of, of a NASCAR track. So kudos to Roger Penske uh, doing, doing God's work. That's all I got to say. <laughs> doing God's work. All right. Um, I guess just end it off really for a bit. We could go for a little bit of everything. Well, first, actually, let's talk about something that I forgot to talk about. Uh, it was kind of last week. Uh, the Fox broadcast went actually off. It was um, during the race where Todd Gilling got his first career win. It got it went off air, and then it went straight to a uh, it went straight to the Iowa State Oklahoma State game. And you know, I get it. College football brings in ratings, but the biggest thing here is that first of all, Oklahoma State Iowa State's not a big game. Okay, Iowa State was twenty third at the time. Oklahoma State was unranked, and I know now Oklahoma State's six and three. But in that situation, you gotta think to yourself: Is this the smartest idea? You know, this is probably one of the biggest NASCAR races on the schedule, and it was a great race too. There was being and banging, cautions everywhere. Came down to this overtime, and what happens? Goes off air, and all you heard was like the radio part of it, and it was a manually uh, transmitted. Um, I think it was like a. Super or something like that, uh, DDR, like, oh, like, I don't know how they really explain well, but what happened here is that they just, they knew, they wanted this race to go by fast, because there's red flags, okay, someone at Fox Sports was probably like, let's get this race moving, come on, we want to get to this football game, it's going to bring in ratings, this is not bringing in, uh, ratings right now, and problem is that a lot of fans got upset once it went off air, basically, and all you heard was the radio part of it. And you couldn't really see the finish at all. You know, you couldn't. And then when they went back to it, you only saw a second of them saying congrats to Todd Gillen on his first career NASCAR Gander Truck Series win. Now we have to go to college football, and then it cuts to the game. I think this is going to be a big change now to Fox Sports Next, uh, Fox, Fox Next here, where they're going to say, <coughs> excuse me, where they're going to say, okay. You can show both, but you're gonna have to finish one, and then you know you're gonna have to say we'll move on. We'll move over to maybe NASCAR.com or FS2, where you could catch the you know victory lane and all that stuff. They are probably gonna do something like that, and I think that needs to be something like that. They need to do something like that. You just can't have a race on FS1, and then all of a sudden you don't even get to see victory lane. Don't even get to see the burnout celebration. Nothing. At least when, you know, they do it on NBC, it's okay, we're going to be moving it over to NBCSN, you know, because this race is going to be televised on NBC. So, say, like, it goes over and they have to get, you know, Football Night in America and all that. They're going to move it over to NBCSN. And I think that's what Fox Sports really needs. They need to have FS2... On air for everyone, not where you can buy it. They needed an on air for everyone. 
And then they need to say, go to NASCAR.com for the streaming. Now, when it's a cup, it doesn't really matter much. <laughs> because one thing is here, is that the cups, first of all, starts in February, when it goes on Fox, okay? So it's a beginning, and it ends till about June. June, slash, maybe, well, June, yeah. So you don't really have to worry about much. Maybe baseball here and there, but even then, you know, there's baseball on, you know, FS Ohio, ESPN. Um, usually that's with your regional networks, so you don't really have to worry about that much. But here, when it's football season, you know, what brings in more ratings? The trucks or football? And right now it's football. And that's just a proven fact. You know, I'm not, you know, I'm not uh, crapping on the trucks or anything. It was a good race. But it's just football brings in more ratings. So you're going to pick the one that brings in more ratings, and that's just how it goes. But they need to have a better explanation instead of just saying, well, goodbye. You know, they have to say, well, if you want to watch Victor Lane, catch us here on NASCAR.com. Or go to Fox Sports 2 if you have it on your station. That's just for a future thing. Just for a future reference. Um, Alright, really, to kind of close off, we go over some standings over here. Now, let's go over real quick the round of um, six. Okay, we're in the round of six right now in the trucks. Tyler Ankrum and Matt Crafton are chess out. Matt Crafton has not won a truck race since 2017, I think. It was like November 2017. It's the last time he won a truck race. Matt Crafton is only 11 points out, though. This week at ISM, something happens to Austin Hill, who, by the way, has six... By the way, also um, has uh, six DNFs this year. Something happens to him again. Matt Crafton could get in and not... You know, Matt Crafton right now wants to win real bad. He hasn't tasted victory lane in basically two years. Okay. Now, he's a consistent driver, only one DNF this year, you know, three stage wins on the season, but right now, he is outside looking in. Ross Chastain is pretty much to towards the good, Stuart Friesen's towards the good. He has been consistent even with one win this season, and defending Truck Series champion Brad Moffat can possibly make it two in a row here. And, I mean, that would be pretty big for Brad Moffitt as well. Remember last year, Brad Moffitt's team was nearly going out of business. You know, they got help a little bit. They got some more funding during the second half of the season, and they were able to race and win the championship. Due to business reasons, Brad Moffitt had to leave the team, but seems like seems like, though, the year's going well for him. Didn't set a bounce back. Four wins this year. And, you know, again, with this whole broadcast, let's hope that we can watch the full race this time. But I think we will. You know, it's an 8.30 Friday race. You know, nothing really big happening on Friday. So I don't think we'll have to get into a situation where this race will be cut out because there will be no football on that Friday. And, you know, Fox Sports 1 isn't airing a high school game, that's for sure. So you can watch this interesting race, I think, at its full. And, of course... If you miss it, you can always go to NASCAR's YouTube channel where they have it, <laughs> where they have the full race. Stuart Friesen, really no one's heard of until this year. He has been an underdog by the looks of it. Only one win, but, you know, three DNFs, but he's still consistent, 11 top fives on the year. He can possibly win this one as well, because he is pretty much toward, to the good. Stuart Friesen right now, playoff-wise, is 35 points to the good. I He's 
Moffat and Fryson are pretty much locked in. Castain, if he wins the stage, he's basically locked in. So right now it's really Tyler Akram if he can make it in, Matt Crafton or Austin Hill. Personally, Matt Crafton, I think, is going to get the last spot. I think Matt Crafton is going to race his way in. He's going to win a stage, I think. RS3 is here. Matt Crafton, he's going to finish well. He's going to maybe either win the race or get a top five, finish better than Austin Hill. I think Austin Hill struggles a bit. Matt Crafton gets that fourth spot. That's my prediction, and I'll put money down on him right now. And to the Xfinity Series we go <clears throat> as well. Of course, we're basically going to be going into the round of four here soon. Right now, it's still the round of eight. Final race of the round of eight here for the Xfinity Series. Noah Gregson right now sitting in last place. I mean, not last place, but, you know, eighth, the last spot. Um, basically out, of course. Sierra wins. Justin Allgaier sneaks, is sneaking in there in the fourth spot right now. And he is, in fact... Um, Algar is, in fact, 18 points to the good. Chase Britscoe is just outside. Right now, he's, he's outside, just 18 points behind of Algar. Michael Annette can get in. Michael Annette, remember? Okay, Michael Annette, remember, was basically a laughing stock in NASCAR for a long time. And now, he could possibly get into the championship four here. I know it's the Xfinity Series, but still. He was the laughing stock for a long time. And now, and now it seems like he's going to begin there. He's going to be winning it, possibly. He could get to the last round of four. If that happens, that's crazy. That is crazy if that happens. Maris, rookie year was in 09. He's been here for a while. So you could get another guy from Chair Motorsports in there, possibly. Maybe he takes away from his teammate Allgaier. That's going to be interesting. And then, of course, Tyler Reddick, defending Xfinity Series winner. He's there at third place right now. Behind, He's behind a bell by 47 points. It's basically between these two. Christopher Bell and Cole Custer. Christopher Bell has been dominant. And he's in fact going to begin the ride next year. Eight wins on the season. Cole Custer, seven wins. By the looks of it, Cole Custer will begin that 32 car. Christopher Bell. He's already got the 95 for next season. With more, um, with more, uh, what do you call it? More help from Jay, from Joe Gibbs. He's got more equipment from Joe, from Joe Gibbs. That means... That the 95 will be tough, and Christopher Bell is going to be a tough rookie next year. And Christopher Bell, before he goes to his rookie year, he's going to win another Xfinity. He's going to win an Xfinity Series championship over here, by the looks of it. Now to get in to the final spot, I think it changes. Okay, I think this final spot honestly changes to where. Chase Briscoe might get in. And then you'll have two two Stuart Haas cars. Chase Briscoe's going to get in. All guys going to be out. And then that's my final four. And then depending on what happens, I think this is Christopher Bell's title. 
this is all Christopher Bell right here. I think he's going to win the championship again. I mean, I mean, not again, but, you know, he's going to win the championship. Um, and he's going to, um, you know, get it, of course, get his first, but he's also going to be a dominant performer. But then that's going to prove that he could race in the Cup. He's going to prove then that he could race in the Cup next year uh, by the 500. And we'll see what happens there. But he wants to go out on top. Is he being rushed up a little bit? Maybe. Maybe, but then again, you know, this is Gibbs. He basically could do what he wants. Okay, Joe Gibbs, Coach Gibbs has made changes like this before. So he basically, Eric Jones is also on a one-year deal. So that could mean that they might flip-flop. <clears throat> 2021, he's going to put, it seems like, uh, Bell in the 20, Jones in the 95. And that's my prediction, too. In 2021. But that pretty much. Uh, kind of does it. And then of course the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series. We have a big race here. You know Chase Elliott 8th right now. Needs a win real bad. Kyle Larson needs a win real bad. Ryan Blaney and Denny Hamlin are like the only ones. That can somehow still sneak in. But both those will need something to happen. It, it seems like it's going to be like last year again. And you know. I, I want to say right now. I'm sick of seeing like the same guys really in the final four. It's been kind of like that nearly the last few years. Now, I know, you know, what was it, 2017? Did Kislowski make it to the Final Four or something like that? It was something like that. I forget which one it was, but, like, come on. let's. I want a different thing over here. Right now, it's the same thing as it was in 2018, which means one of these guys are going to win another championship. Unless, unless Denny Hamlin, who has five wins this season, doesn't choke. And he decides to race good. And then he, in fact, you know, makes it. He makes it to the round of four. I think he can. Remember, there's beef going on between him and Joey Logano still. And I know Denny Hamlin will have to get that, uh, was it shoulder surgery, I think, or something like that? And he says, you know, he do it doesn't hurt, he said. It doesn't hurt while in the car, so who knows? Maybe he does a little bump and run to Logano. And then he makes it to the round of four. And then you'll have two you'll have three Gibbs cars and one Stuart Haas. Which is gonna be crazy. And then maybe it could be Kevin Harvick winning it again. Again his second championship. Who knows? Who knows? Kyle Bush, I think he may get his second. But the thing is about Kyle Bush is that he he's like LeBron. He's like LeBron of the of NASCAR. You know, like LeBron, 3-5 in the finals, or 3-6, I should say, in the finals. Kyle Busch, being in this playoff run, has only won in 2015. 16, 17, 18, he lost. So what would that make him? Like, see, 1-1, 1-2, 1-3, 1-4. He's basically one and four, championship wise, and he could have won all these. You know, he's Kyle Busch, most dominant driver this year, along with Truex and Denny Hamlin, and he still, you know, does not win the championship in the end. It seems like I don't think he's going to win it. I don't think he's going to win it. I think it's going to be Kevin Harvick either winning it again or Truex. I don't see Logano winning it either. I don't think Logano 
is in the right shape right now to win it. By that, I mean, you know, his crew member, well, he gets him back this week, but I just think he has a lot going for him right now. He is too controversial, controversial, and Denny Hamlin right now will be looking at him, uh, looking to run him over big time when they go to ISM on Sunday. Look for that matchup, because that's going to be big. Chase Elliott, if Elliott wants to win this, he, if Elliott wants to make it, he has to win. Same with Kyle Larson. This is basically a winner you're done for both of these guys, and Ryan Blaney too, for that matter. I think Ryan Blaney will have to win as well in order to get in to the round of four. Because now, it seems like the first three are locked in. Maybe. Depend on what happens. You can somehow get them out of there, but I don't think it's possible. I think the first, you know, Truex is going to be locked in. Uh, you know, Kevin Harvick, I think he's pretty much a lock-in, especially if he wins the stage. Same with Kyle Busch. Logano, not so much. It's going to come down to that fourth spot. And that fourth spot is going to be either Logano, in my opinion, it's going to be either Logano, Chase Elliott, or Denny Hamlin. I don't think Ryan Blaney, you know, Ryan Blaney's been meh so far. You know, I, I know he's there, but still, he's been, and some problems have hurt him, and same with Kyle Larson. I don't think they make it. I don't think Kyle Larson or Ryan Blaney make it. But that's pretty much all I have to say, really, for today for tonight's episode of the Caution Flag. Once again, this will probably be uploaded either around, I want to say, 12 a.m., so keep on lookout for that if you're on Anchor.com or also if you are uh, next morning, if it just comes out next morning, be sure to check it out, though, as well. Thank you for thank you to Anchor, actually, for letting me you know use our website. Appreciate it as well. And you can also find the Caution Flag on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Radio. Was it Radio King? Yeah, Radio King, you can find it on there as well. And you can also possibly find it on YouTube here soon, along with SoundCloud, depending on what happens. But that's pretty much it for this episode. And you know, thank you guys for, I hope you guys listen to it, are listening to all the episodes. I hope you guys are liking them so far. We're trying to get some more guests on soon. I may have a guest soon. I'm not going to tell you who, but you'll have to think about who the guest is. Thank you guys, though. I'm Ian O'Brien, signing out. Have a good night, everyone, and remember, go watch some racing this week. There's going to be some big playoffs on the line. There's going to be some big points on the line, and the championship four is going to be coming down by next week at Homestead.